for a little something extra from the apple seed. And now, here's your host, Sam Payne. It's such a pleasure to have you with us for a little something extra here in the podcast. Just about every day, we bring you a full hour-long episode of the show filled with stories for you and your family. And we also like to post a little something extra here in the podcast, something just a few minutes long in case you've only got a few minutes and you want to fill them with a single great story. And often, we like to bring you something inspired by something you heard in the full hour-long episode. And that's how it is today. In today's episode, we brought you a tale from the great storyteller Tim Lowry called A Drop of Honey, and we thought we'd bring you another one of his tales. In this myth about the ancient world, thunder steals fire away from the animal people. Will the resilience of the animals enable them to take back what's theirs? You're going to find out in this story told for you by Tim Lowry. It's called Thunder Steals Fire. Happy to bring it to you on The Appleseed. A long time ago, the people had fire, and they lived very well. The people could stay warm gathered round the fire, they could cook their food on the fire. But then one day, Thunder stole the fire. He just swooped by and grabbed it all up and ran away with it. Thunder thought, if the people have no fire, then they will starve to death. They cannot cook their food, or they will get cold and freeze. And then Thunder would be most powerful over the whole earth. But the people managed to fool Thunder. They were able to live without a fire. There was a little bird that would perch on a tree limb, and he would stare at a piece of meat, and stare at a piece of meat, and stare at a piece of meat with his bright red eyes. And in this manner, they cooked their meat. At least the chiefs ate their meat in this way. All the other people had to eat their meat raw, but they managed to live. In those days, All animal people were brothers of all other animal people, and they lived in one great big wigwam, as big as the whole earth. Since the animal people had no fire for warmth, every morning the two lizard brothers would scurry up onto the top of the wigwam and lay on the roof of their house and catch the bright rays of the morning sun. One morning when they were laying in the sun, the first lizard said to the second, Look over there. What? You don't see it? See what? Smoke. Oh, yeah. So what? We should go tell the chief. So sure enough, they went and they told the chief. And when the chief saw the smoke rising from the far side of the forest, he knew where thunder had taken their fire. The chief said all the animal people would go together through the great forest and they would take back the fire because it rightfully belonged to them. They walked and they walked for a long way through the great forest, and when they came to the other side, they saw Thunder's wigwam. It was as big as a whole mountain. There was a hole right in the top, and you could see the smoke from the fire coming up out of the hole. And on the inside, you could hear Thunder roaring and sighing, and roaring and sighing. He was sound asleep. Then the animal people had to figure out who was going to go into the wigwam and take back the fire. It would be very difficult because there was a little bird perched right over the doorway. His name was Waswasim, and he was guarding Thunder's fire. He kept turning his head from side to side and saying, I am the man who never sleeps. I am the man who never sleeps. And he never did. He never closed his eyes, not even for one second. 
The dog said, Hurr! he could not go in and get the fire. He was so angry he might bite thunder, and then there would really be trouble. The deer said he would go, but he was too tall. He said he could not bend down low enough to get through the small doorway. The lizard brothers said that they would go, but they couldn't decide who should go first. You go, and I'll come after you. Mm -mm. You go, and I'll follow. Mm -mm. I'm a little bit afraid. You go first, and I'll be right behind you. Mm -mm. You're the oldest. You go. It was useless. Finally, a little gray mouse said that he would go. But he did not go through the door where Waswasm was guarding. Oh, no. He went all the way around to the back of the wigwam, and he chewed a hole. And he climbed noiselessly inside. When he got inside the wigwam, he could see Thunder laying there on his mat, roaring and sighing, sound asleep. In the middle of the floor, there was a hole with a fire pit, and you could see the smoke going right up through the hole in the roof. And then, near the doorway, slept Thunder's five daughters. The little mouse ran around to where the girls were sleeping, and he chewed on their apron strings. That way, if the girls woke up and gave him chase, their skirts would fall off, and it would give the little mouse time to run away. He grabbed some fire, he ran right back through the hole he had chewed, and the mouse gave fire to all of his friends. He gave some fire to the dog, and the dog carried the fire up in his ears. That's why dogs have pink on the inside of their ears. They carried fire there once, and it burned it a little. And he gave some fire to the deer. The deer carried the fire on the back of his leg. That's why deer have red hair on the back of their leg. They carried fire there once, and it scorched it some. And he gave some fire to the lizard brothers, and they swallowed the fire and held it in their throat. That's why those really old lizards have those great big red things at their throat. That's where they carry their hot coals. But he didn't give any fire to the skunk. The skunk said, No, thank you. He didn't want touch fire. Too dangerous. He might get burned. And so then all of the animals started on their way back through the forest. They were almost home when all of a sudden Thunder woke up and he yelled out, What about my fire? And he ran out of the wigwam to chase the people. And when he ran out of the wigwam, his daughters jumped up to run with him. But when his daughters jumped up, their skirts fell off. <gasps> and they had to sit down on the ground and tie their skirts on again, and Thunder was rumbling and rumbling and complaining because it took his daughter so long to hurry up and get ready to go anywhere. Finally, when the girls were dressed, they came running out of the wigwam, and they brought everything they could think of to put out the people's fire. The first girl brought a great wind, and it blew against the people and made smoke from their fire blow right into their eyes, but they kept right on running. And the next girl started to throw raindrops, and the rain stung their skin, but they kept right on running. And then the next girl threw down more rain, and now their hair was all wet, but the people kept right on running. And then Thunder himself broke with a great storm. But Skunk was standing in the back of the line, and Skunk did only what skunks can do. Oh, that smelled terrible. Thunder and his five daughters flew right up into the sky. And then the skunk told them, You see there, that's what you get. If you come down here and you try to touch our fire, I'll spray you. So Thunder and his five daughters, they won't come down out of the sky. They stay high above the clouds. 
And some days you can hear thunder rumbling and grumbling and complaining because he has no fire of his own. And his daughters throw down wind and rain trying to put out our fire, but they've never been able to do it. And that's the end of that. Storyteller Tim Lowry with a story called Thunder Steals Fire. Happy to bring it to you here as today's Appleseed Extra. Want to hear more? You can find Appleseed Extras as well as the full hour-long episodes of the Appleseed that we post just about every day at uh, byuradio.org slash Appleseed. There's an archive there filled with great stories and great storytellers. And of course, if you've got a story you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear it. Write it down. Send it to us by email at theappleseed at byu.edu. Again, that's theappleseed at byu.edu. I'm Sam Payne. Such a pleasure to be with you today, and I can't wait to be with you again on The Appleseed. Thanks for joining us for a little something extra from The Appleseed. Google The Appleseed Podcast and subscribe for something new just about every day. The Appleseed with Sam Payne. <laughs>